Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we're talking about lust. It's the conversation where you don't really need to describe it, but we all know what it is. Fuller, you ready to talk about it? Let's go. Welcome back, Fuller. I'm so excited. Hi, Mark. We have coffee on this episode. Hey. You know, last week with Pastor Matt. Which side note? Dang. What a brother preached it. Thank you, Pastor. Again. (laughs) Pastor Matt Nichols, man. How to impact the community for Jesus. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the no coffee thing. It was like, oh, Mark goes, I forgot to bring my grinder. And I'm like. Oh, that sucks. And then we got into it. I'm like, wait a second. I brought coffee that's already pre-ground. <laughs> but, dude, okay, so last episode, you know, obviously we're on YouTube, so we, we try to make sure we got the YouTube family going on. What's up, YouTube family? What's going Hope on? Hope y'all doing good over there in the neighborhood, eating good at the Applebee's. You know what I mean. What? What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't under- I feel like eating you're- good in the neighborhood, I feel- Applebee's. I feel like you're crushed from Finding Nemo, and I'm Marlon. I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just go with the flow, man. Just totally turbulent, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. But so last episode, we were supposed to have this coffee that yep. Rodney Buse... And honestly, last episode, I wasn't even prepared to say the man's name or the coffee shop. You were like, hey, we have this coffee. We're supposed to drink it. I'm like, uh... Let's do it the next episode. So I look like an idiot. But Rodney... I think it's Buse. But Rodney Buse, he is a, no, he has a, he's a podcast host, too. Oh, really? And he drinks coffee every episode. He's on the podcast called, But What Does the Bible Say? What does the Bible say? <laughs> you can tell me about our caffeine. But so, dude, I'm scrolling through the, the, the lineup of his episodes, right? And he literally has real talk as well about this. So what you're saying is, is we need to reach out to Rodney and get a mashup going on. Yes, we do. Rodney, if you're listening, hit us up. Up, Real Talk Christian podcast. I'm, I'm looking at, at the topics, and it's like examining yourself. Part one: Are Ooh. you are you in the faith? Another Ooh. one is: Is all Christian music really Christian? Oh. Lessons we can learn from the Ravi Zacharias scandal, ah. which is a big one. What does Sola Scriptura actually mean? Dang. Brothers Reformer. <laughs> uh, the modalism heresy is it still in existence today? That's a big conversation that I thoroughly enjoy having. But what is biblical prayer? It's so, socialism and communism biblical. But what's cool is unlike us. He gives it to you in like seven minute sound bites instead of these hour long conversations. But so you know what? But Rodney hooked us up like you wouldn't believe, guys. He, he did with Fathom. Fat, uh, I don't know if it's Fathom Coffee, dude. I've been checking Fathom out their Coffee. Instagram. Their branding is unreal. But the Ethiopia. man sent us two different coffees. So the Ethiopian, which we were supposed to drink tonight, which is his favorite favorite blend. He actually sent that because he knows that that, that I love Ethiopian. But he also sent us another one from Kenya. Because we were talking about the Rwandan blend that we've been enjoying. Kenya. So he sent these two different coffee grounds. And it's cool because uh, hold, hold up the camera, bro. It's like a mason jar that they sealed. And then on top of that, check this out. If you're on YouTube, <laughs> you can see it. He sent us coffee mugs, guys. He sent them fa- Fathom Coffee Mugs. Rose, grind, brew, drink, repeat. Fathomcoffee.com. And we, we will do so. But what's so but sad is the day we're like, dude, let's do this coffee on the show. We forgot the, forgot the coffee grinder. So and, and you know what? I could have grabbed mine too, but 
you were like, I got it, bro. And I'm like, all I right. I had bro. it. I had and it. I, I had this in my bag from last week, luckily. And I'm like. The Javalia. We're having espresso tonight, guys. Like, espresso. we're talking like French press of espresso coffee. But is, it, woo, it's, it's, not just, it's not just regular espresso because mm. we didn't bring scoops. We were just like, I dumped it Dump. in. And I was very heavy-handed with yeah, it. Guys, look. It broke my French press top. Like the Don't top try to blame broke. it on the coffee because it was already broke. You just super glued it on. That's true, but so, I had a hard time pushing it down. But either way, guys, we are drinking coffee again, so for all of you listeners that were like, man, screw this. We're going to a different podcast They're now. not drinking coffee no more. We are back. We are ready to go. We are caffeinated. The technology is actually working, kind so of. we is kind of. So we is ready to rock and roll, but Rodney Buse, thank you for um, spiritually fueling this episode because we're not drinking the coffee, but we're looking at it and we're drinking out of the cups you gave us. So appreciate that, my dude. All right. You ready for the next part? The next I segment? I am because it's time for a question in a box. We need a jingle. Question in the box. Bam, bam. <laughs> All right, cool. So, so if you're new to the podcast, what we've been doing is, you know, Fuller and I, obviously, we know each other really well, but we got listeners from Northern Ireland, which, fun fact, we just got another person who just let us know that they listened to us, also from South Africa. So, we got more South Africans listening to us. We got people in Canada, India, what's that all hoodie, over the U.S. What's that Hootie and the Blowfish song about? Dude, what the heck are you talking down, about? Down in, down in Africa. That song. You don't know that song? Yeah, I, uh, of course I do. Everyone knows Is, that. Isn't that Hootie and Africa? the Blowfish? Um, no, it's Toto. Oh, that's Toto. Yeah, I'm like, right. why are we talking about Hootie and the Blowfish? Hootie and the Blowfish. Man, you don't know who Hootie and the Blowfish is? Nope. Oh, okay. I'll introduce you later. Anyways, I, I I don't know what just happened. Down guys. in Africa, Toto. Yes, Pastor you're right. Matt. If you're listening, this is why we call Fuller the Boomer of the show. But either way, and also why we don't get caffeinated before we have that interviews. is true. But either way, so something we thought would be a lot of fun for you guys, listeners. Maybe you like it. Maybe you're not. If you don't like it, eh, just fast forward. It'll be I. Right. But we thought it'd be fun for us to answer questions, so you guys can get to know us a little bit because we ask you guys to share with us online all the time. So yeah. Fuller, are you ready? I, a question I, in a box. I am, but this is a tough question, and and I'm glad I get to I'm ask. A little, it I'm you. a little nervous. Okay, Mark, what is your biggest character flaw? Oh, <laughs> uh, I feel like we should get Beth on the show. Oh no, and then I'm I sure she. I don't want to put I, Janelle. You know what we need to do? We need to get the we need to get the wives on the show. We need to. We need eventually. to get the wives on the show. But I'm 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 deflecting the question right now. Let's just be honest. So what's my biggest what's character your flaw? Biggest character flaw. Oh, um I'm glad you're going Okay, first. so I, I I think what I'm gonna go with is the fact that I have the world's worst memory. <laughs> it understand. is awful. It is so bad. And and then on top of even that, if you ask me to do something, I'll sit on it for a few days and then finally do it procrastination it's not procrastination it's because i forget and then i remember at the wrong times so i have to have janelle remind we discussed this tonight remember i said i had to tell janelle to remind me to grab my podcast bag and the right last, one last uh time we recorded you grabbed the diaper bag no, instead no, of your podcast i grabbed my, grab my work, work bag, bag. <laughs> my bag that i take to i have backpacks that i do everything with okay we have a diaper bag backpack my work backpack and my podcast backpack do you have a backpack for your backpacks I do. That'd be pretty dope. <laughs> I actually do. You're a backpack guy. <laughs> I do like backpacks. But yeah, I grab the the work backpack and I get here and I'm like, Janelle texts me right as I'm at in the parking lot. She goes, Hey, well, uh, you know you forgot your backpack. And I'm like, <gasps> uh, and I looked shoot. over and I'm like, oh, And it's not like you back. live five minutes away from the church. No, it's either. like it's like twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. And I'm like, Janelle, can you 
can you please bring it to me? <laughs> she did. She loaded she did. up all three kids and brought it, right? She, no, she just the, oh, she put the kids down. Up put the kids to bed, and then your in laws were watching. My in laws were watching. Yep. So, anyways, thank this, you, in laws. So I would have to agree with you. That's probably one of my bigger. I'm going to say my biggest, but one of my bigger character flaws. I think is, your biggest one though is your love for T Bell. No, that's not a character flaw. <laughs> that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's a character trait that everybody should have. Mm. Anyways, no, I think. Uh, I think my biggest character flaw is probably a bit of procrastination. Oh, I just, is that a character flaw though? Like I'm even thinking about my memory. Like, is that a character flaw or is that just how God wired us? No, I, well, maybe the memory thing. Cause but, I'm also, but, you know, but a, I'm like one character flaw. I'm also super cocky, but like a, yeah, well, so. I'm kind of prideful, so <laughs> we've already discussed this. But but, but but you're a pure procrastinator. I, not pure, but I do procrastinate. It's like, man, if I can put that off till later, I will. Unless it's something I want to do, like if it's a book, oh, buddy, I'm all over it. <laughs> but but all the other things, you're like, eh, we'll get to it when we get to but it. But it's like, you know, you know, go outside and mow the lawn. All right, you know, I could probably do that tomorrow. After church. <laughs> now, are you one? I'm this way where it's like, okay, time to start construction project. It takes me like 30, 40 minutes to like wind up myself to actually start oh, no. working on it. No, not for construction. No, because typically with me, construction starts with demo and I love demo. Mm. It's the finishing <laughs> that usually takes That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I'm putting up the trim and. Oh, the, yeah. It's that, it's, dude, I, I, I literally spent 45 minutes yesterday messing with the stupid pocket door. And it was awful. Like, it's already hung. I just had to, like, change it, and it kept, like, falling out. It was awful. Yes. So I hate construction. But either way, so you would say your biggest character flaw is procrastination. Probably. Yeah. Like, I like to put things off until I have to get them done. Mm. Yeah, mine just, my, my memory just sucks. Yeah, but that's not really a, it's not a character, character flaw. flaw. So, okay, so if I had to do that, the other one is I care so much about other people's opinions that it will actually paralyze me. Oh, <laughs> like I care. So this is and Beth leans into this. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to rat you out right now, Beth. Okay. So, so it's she loves to embarrass me in public. So we'll be in target and all of a sudden she'll just be like, Marco really loud. I'm like, Nope. Mm-mm. And then like the other day she was like bouncing these sky balls in the, in the hall, like in the aisle at like, it, like we shut down target. That's what, that's what parents do when they got babysitters. They go to target till 10 PM. And she was like, popping these things way up in the air and I'm like I'm, I'm out like I don't want some 16 year old telling me I gotta get out of the store like so I just walked away and she was rolling <laughs> and then I turned the corner and then she chucks the ball down the thing and then hits me with it I'm like what is happening so that's a fun side of that she enjoys but no I will care so like y'all much need, it sounds like we need some marriage counseling that's <laughs> what we do yeah, we haven't even been married that long freshly married you need marital counseling <laughs> but either way so I would say one of them is the fact of I, I really do care about people's opinions to the point where it's almost uh, to a fault. Yeah, it's it's not always good. Interesting. Not always good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. That, I'm sorry you deal with that. I, I I am too. You are accepted by me. Oh, thank you. And I'm I'm feeling the grace of God right now there over my life. Well, all right. Anyways, all right. So to enter into this conversation, <laughs> we're gonna need a lot of grace with this conversation. This is a hard one. This is a very very. You know, it's funny because several weeks ago we were like, all right. We're going to do the seven deadly sins, pride. And we're going to do. And we launched the first one in March. Yeah. And it was like, we're going to do the rest of these, you know, a little bit at a time here and there. And it's like, it's been a couple months now. And Mark goes, you know what? Let's do the seven deadly sins for lust. And I'm like, man, why'd you have to pick the hard one? Right. That's the, well, 
Can't you pick the? Can't you pick the like the glutton, s- the sloth one, <laughs> being lazy? Because that's procrastination, and I struggle with that. I could talk about it's that. It's true. It's true. But you but, know, this is the one that I think. You know, I was doing some reading about this just just to kind of gather my thoughts in terms of okay, how do we how do we talk about this material? Yeah. And this is one of those conversations that I read this on multiple different blogs where it's like everyone knows what lust is, but it's one of those ones where it's it's the, probably the hardest to talk about. Like this is one of those sins that hides in the shadows. It's and one of those ones that makes you squirm. A and it's bit. easy to hide. Like like honestly, being a glutton, that's not very easy to hide. Being a sloth, that's not very easy to hide. Being angry, You're angry, which is my personal vice. Like that's that's another character flaw, I guess. Oh man, this is the Mark character flaw Greed. episode. Greed is like those one. are ones that are very obvious. Whereas lust, that can hide in the shadows. Kind of. Kind of until it all everything explodes. comes to the light. Everything does eventually. But but speaking of that, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Okay. Okay. You know, we were we were talking a little bit. You know, and this was something I found really interesting. But the seven deadly sins, a lot of people think are in the Bible, and they are, but they're also not. They you know are in the sense that the Bible talks about each one, but it's right. not like and First Chronicles. You know, two seventeen says the de- seven deadly sins shall make thee perish, and the seven deadly sins are these, and as follows. And right, no. is, there is yeah. that verse though in uh, Proverbs where it talks about you know six things are or six thing the Lord hates, yea, seven are an abomination, and it's like a lying tongue, feet that are swift and mischief, um, a divisive tongue. Like so, there are some things that, but it's not these seven deadly these sins. seven deadly sins. So the question I had was like, so why did someone term these? The deadly sins. So, you know, I did a little church history research because I'm just a nerd like that. Um, and I got this from gotquestions.org. And I, I told you, Fuller, that I'm going to read this so I don't, like, waste time talking about the history of right, it. So go for it. This is a direct quote from gotquestions.org. And it says, according to Catholic theology, like Roman Catholic theology, the seven deadly sins are seven vices or negative character qualities that, left unchecked, will result in a host of other sins and eventually kill a person's soul, which we'll get back to that in a minute. The seven quote unquote deadly sins are pride, envy, gluttony, lust, anger, greed, and sloth. The list was first delineated by Pope Gregory the Great in the sixth, oh man, the sixth century. Sixth century. It would be that word. The one word I can't say. I can't say (laughs) the sixth century. The century that was after the fifth. (laughs) Thomas Aquinas later expounded on the idea. In the 14th century, Dante wrote his epic poem, Inferno. You know Dante's Inferno? where he pictured purgatory as having seven Terrences corresponding to the seven deadly sins. The seven deadly sins are also called the seven capital sins or the seven cardinal sins. Cardinal in this context meaning of basic importance or extremely grave. The seven deadly sins are considered to be the most basic sins that plague humanity and the sins that are most likely to beset us. Each of the seven deadly sins lead to other sins. So basically the idea is the fact of these seven things, you can kind of like, these These are kind of the root problems that we have. So if you're, you know, stealing stuff, okay, well, what is the, what are you really struggling? What's the root? It's not the fact of this, 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 these, these circumstances. It's the simple, bro, why are you yawning while I'm talking? Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I heard that on the, on the air too. Um, but you know, it's like, okay, well, you have an issue with greed of you right. just want, 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 right. want. Okay. Okay. So why are you sleeping around all the time? Okay. Well, you're, you're dealing with lust. You're, you're. Well, which I don't want to get too far into that, but why, why, why are you having issues with relationships? Well, right. well, it might be the fact of you have pride and all these different things were the fact of these little 
they're not little. I'm sorry. These seven basic baseline categories. Can we call them categories tonight? Sure. Are just sins that left unchecked can literally explode and destroy someone's life. And, you know, even though the seven daily sins don't come from the Bible, we see them all over the pages of Scripture. They do come from the Bible, just not sequentially. Exactly, not sequentially. So it's kind of like how systematic theologies, like obviously when you see the Trinity, the Bible never says, oh, this is the Trinity, here's how it works. No, it's the whole whole Bible. Um, But I do want to say this, you know, in Catholic theology, things have changed, you know, over the centuries, but it actually says, you know, these are sins that eventually will kill a person's soul. And we just want to say, you know, there's like these sins are sins that God can still forgive. Yeah, I don't think that's you know? what they're referring to as killing the soul, though. I think they're left unchecked. It's almost like a rotting of the soul. It's like a cancer Ooh. that if God doesn't cut the cancer out, it's eventually going, it's to, going to kill destroy you. your soul because that's what sin does in general. Mm-hmm. So these things left unchecked, unchecked by God, the, the master surgeon. Or, or a cancer to our spiritual, you know, side of ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think is what they're referring to. Right. So, so if you're listening to this episode, going, "Oh shoot, you about to talk about the sin that I struggle with the most." You know, this is still a sin that that Jesus went to the cross for and died. Yep. It's a sin that God still forgives, and you know, every single time you fall into sin, God is right there to forgive us every single time and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we talk about what the unforgivable sin is back in episode 34. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. People can go back and listen to what the unforgivable sin is. But, you know, even though people struggle with lust, we just want to flat out say this is a sin that God still will forgive every single time that it comes up and we struggle with it. So to enter into this wonderfully awkward, hard, unusual conversation, I'm just curious, dude, because there's not a lot of conversation points in this, this conversation. There's just a lot of Bible verses and a lot of what we can do about it, but when I first say the word lust, what immediately popped into your head when I said, hey, this is what I want to talk about tonight? People looking on each other in a sexual manner to want a Desire. physical attribute. I'm just trying to, because I would say, well, they look at each other with lust. And mm-hmm. it, like to me, I'm trying to explain it out. But yeah, like I want you physically, like I like the physical things that I see. That's kind of what I think of when I so hear they you, you 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 see the physical and you want to have a response because of it. Correct. You know, I always think when I think of lust, I'm like, okay, well, this is where my brain goes. I'm like, lust of the eyes or lust of the flesh? Because you know, th- that's one of the verses talk about the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. But basically, the idea when I think of when I think of lust is my first thought is like, oh yeah, you know, chilling at the beach, a girl walks by and you go, mm, I. Like, you know, that's my first thought when I think of Beth lust. going to kill you. But that's what I'm, but you know, this is all the years of being a youth pastor coming right. out of the fact right. of, you no. know, the number one thing that I, we had to deal with in the student ministry was kids going like, you know what, Mark, I'm, I, I'm starting to go down this path. You know, I'm struggling with porn, both guys and girls. This is not just a dude issue. And it goes, okay, so what's the root problem? And usually it's the fact of we see other people as a tool by which we can get gratification from, you know? With the fact of you, like you aren't just a person, but I like you, I see you, I want you to satisfy a, a deep desire that I have in right. myself. I'm almost coveting you. But that's part of what it is. But it's kind of greed. It's kind of covetousness. It's kind of a little everything. Didn't, it? didn't the Bible say like don't cover your 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 neighbor's servant or their their donkey or their wife or anything like that because you know that's saying I want what I don't have and I'm gonna go get what I want to get. Right. Because I deserve it. In a way, it. that's kind of lust. So, and and but I think our society kind of sets us up for that too. Because you know we hear in movies all the time where it's like, okay, if you got little kids, turn it off. 
But you hear all the time where it's like, I tap that. I want it. I well, got some. We have whole you know? movies being made after it, like Fifty Shades of Grey. Like that's a whole series based on. That's lust. not. That's not the worship leader's shirt attire in his closet. Fifty Shades of Grey. It's no. a. It's not okay. <laughs> Grey, no okay. No, no. <laughs> Grey, no okay. <laughs> that's what you teach your kid. That's my T-shirt. Grey, but no right. Okay. But you even think of what's the number one top song right now? It's WAP by Cardi B and Nicki Minaj and. If it, yeah, it's don't read the lyrics. It's just it's it's nasty. But this the fact is where being our, a, this our, is where being a boomer is kind of a blessing in disguise. Ignorance is bliss. Right, but but even music back in the seventies, like I'm thinking Johnny Be Good, like he got mad because he couldn't unbuckle the girls' car seat in no particular like like my voice crap, but no particular place to go. Like he's even talking about you know got my hands standing the wheel trying to buckle her 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 her. Uh, bell and got frustrated because it wouldn't come undone so he could do what he wanted this like, is where i'm glad I, I i listened to a lot of gaithers there you go there you go but at the end of the day our culture we've been basically in for lack of a better word indoctrinated to go you know what sex is no big deal it doesn't hurt you it doesn't hurt them as long as it's consensual it doesn't matter but the problem but, becomes is now like because of how we've objectified both men and women is this the reason why we have issues with sex slaves but and sex trafficking and all that? Let's dig you know? into that a little bit because you kind of hit on something about, well, you know, we're kind of almost desensitized, right? Mm, that's, that's, that's a good word. Yeah. And so this has been going on not just in the past 10 years or in the past 20 years. This has been going on here in America for a, a great long while since, I mean, pornography in itself has been around in a video format since like silent films, like you used to pay money into the thing and, and like what, what was show. the what was the the like the original occupation is or what 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 like prostitution was like Brothel? known as like well it's, it's known as like the original occupation was you know well trading it, sex for money right so i mean but but let's deal with that nowadays i mean just think about it okay so the music you listen to mm-hmm. right again so any genre some of us don't listen to anything but like gaithers <laughs> Keith Green. I'm, I'm a little out of the uh, the, the spectrum. Yeah, on you this is. One, so yeah, you is. I don't know who all the artists are out there. Snoop Dogg is he still around? I, I don't know. What about Eminem? I mean, oh, mean, he's going taken to town by cancel culture right now. Oh, is he? Yep. So I yes, I don't know. So but those are old news, man. Yeah, that's all again, old news. I don't know. But, but anywho, you, you think about the the songs, the feelings you get from the songs, the lyrics in the songs, movies, television. Shoot, even influences it within schools or workplaces, or and, and we look at it and it's so prevalent. We have movements. We have the Me Too movement where mm. things are going on. It's unwanted, un, you know, it's intended but unwanted. Um, and I'm glad we have things like the Me Too movement going on right. Right, now. but if if we if we checked, you know, the seven deadly sin, mm-hmm, we didn't mm-hmm. leave it unchecked. We wouldn't have to have a Me Too movement, and that's kind of where I want to. I, I kind of see this as this lust in our culture, in the American culture, has gotten way out of control. It's left unchecked. So how do we as Christians, Mark, deal with it? How do we deal with lust in our own lives, and how can we help other, I I won't say unbelievers, but believers, Mm -hmm. how do we help them keep lust in check? You know, I think the biggest way to do that is to first understand what lust is mm, okay. so we know how to combat it and we know 
when it's starting to rear its ugly head. Because let's be honest, even though we're Christians, you know, I want to make sure we, we we both agree with this statement is even though we're Christians, we still got eyes, we still got ears, we still got hands, we still sin, we still struggle with sin every day. We struggle with temptation because the Bible says, you know, you're tempted when you're drawn away by the lusts of your own flesh. So each person is going to be tempted in different ways because, right. like, I'm not tempted to— Honestly, I'm not tempted right now to go be an alcoholic. So that's that's not a struggle I have. Right. But I know people who that is the struggle 24-7 for them mm-hmm. is they they crave that next drink or they crave that next hit or that next smoke or, right. or whatever. But I have my own temptations too. But if we know what we struggle with, if we, I feel like if we could put a, a good name, a good description of it, we can understand what it is, what the Bible says about it, and what we can do out of that. That sound good. All right, let's, All right, let's cool. do it. So I got a, a decent definition for lust because I was like, okay, how do I put this in a couple different sentences? But uh, this is from manhoodjourney.com. And I want to say just because it's manhood journey doesn't mean this doesn't apply for men and women too. Um, but manhoodjourney.com, they, they created this definition of lust. They said the definition of lust is an uncontrolled or illicit desire or appetite. We generally associate it with sex, but it's about appetite. Like greed or gluttony, an appetite for the forbidden. It is a passionate or overwhelming desire or craving. They continue to say, lust drives us to see people as objects, objects for our own gratification and pleasure. It causes us to forget God. Having said that, in our sex-saturated culture, it's a great place to exercise leadership and set a powerful example for your wife and kids. Or if you're honestly a woman, it could be for your husband and kids too. Or if you're single, it could be for your friends or your brothers or your anybody sisters yeah or anybody your parents or whatever yeah and it says from from how you talk about your own spouse to the shows you watch to the amount of self-control you exert mm. it, it all goes back to are you in control of yourself right and so lust I, I like this definition where they said is lust drives us to start seeing people as objects objects for our own gratification and pleasure because it's an uncontrolled or un what's the word um or illicit desire or appetite that we have for something mm-hmm. you know so you know if, if we know that lust is one of those things where it's like okay so it's an it's a desire it's an appetite of something that i can't have but i want it and it changes how i view people i think that sets the stage in our mind of like oh okay so it's not just looking at a girl going mm. it's actually completely dehumanizing somebody right you know when we talk about that in personhood theory we talked mm-hmm. about that um, especially like in the race conversation where it, us as Christians, we view that all men are created in the image of God, that all women are created in the image of God. So therefore everyone has equal dignity, value, and worth. Right. And if we, for, for, for lack of better word, if we do something to affect someone else, we're hurting a fellow image bearer of God, which then means are we attacking the creator himself? And that creates a very big picture of, oh, crap, this is a lot bigger than I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, so so real quick, I just want to go, what does the Bible have to say about lust? Because right. if we say that lust is one of those things where, oh, the, the Bible doesn't talk about the seven deadly sins, but it's all throughout the Bible, we got to bring the Bible into it, you know? Yep. So we're going to go through these quick. I got some big, long verses, and then we'll we'll start to wrap it up a little bit. Dang, it's not even 30 minutes and I said those words. It's wow. a Christmas miracle, guys. Well, we ain't there yet. <laughs> That's true. All right, so this is from the Sermon on the Mount, you right. know, one of our, both of our favorite sections of scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 5, 22 through 30, he says, you have heard it said, don't commit adultery. But I tell you, everyone who looks at a woman, there's a key word, lustfully has already committed adultery with her 
in his own heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out or throw it away. For it's better for one to lose one part of the body than to lose your whole body and have it thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Disclaimer, God is not saying self-mutilate. That's no, not no, what Jesus is saying. Not, I just want to throw it out there because that's a big misconception sometimes. Oh, definitely. But it shows the fact of how serious this God actually takes the sin. Right. And how serious God actually says, you know what? You need to extreme take extreme measures if right. you are sinning, specifically yep. in the area of, of, of lust and, and adultery. Um, the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 6, tw- uh, 12 through 20, um, this is kind of a, I'm going to make sure I put these in quotes because this is also misinterpreted a lot. Quote, unquote, everything is permissible for me, Apostle Paul says, but not everything is beneficial. Quote, unquote, everything is permissible for me, Apostle Paul, but I will be mastered by nothing. Uh, quote, unquote, food is for the stomach, but stomach's for the food, Apostle Paul says, and God will do away with them both. However, the body is not for sexual sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord's for the body. God raised up the Lord and will also raise up his uh, raise us up by his power. Don't you know that your bodies are also a part of Christ's bodies? So should I take part in Christ's body and make it part of a prostitute? Mm, absolutely not. Don't uh, don't you know that anyone joined to a prostitute is one body or one flesh with her? For the scripture says the two will become one flesh. But anyone joining the Lord is one spirit with him. So flee sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the person who is sexually immoral sins against his own body, which kind of puts it in, honestly, this is mm-hmm. me talking. This kind of actually just shows, okay, this is a really serious sin. Right. It's not just outside, but it's now dealing with me too. Mm-hmm. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who was in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So therefore, glorify God with your body. First John 2, 16 through 17 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. It is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of one's possessions, which is the pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away, but the one who does the will of God will remain forever. Uh, there's one more verse. I wasn't going to put it in here, but I decided to put it in here. It's from 2 Timothy 2, mainly verse 22. Uh, the good old King Jimmy, the King James Version, used the words lust, and I'll, I'll say where. So right at the bat, uh, this is a letter that Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy. It says, flee from youthful passions, which the King James would say flee from youthful lust, um, and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with all those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. But reject foolish and ignorant disputes, because you know that they breed quarrels. For the Lord's servant must not quarrel, but be gentle with everyone, able to teach and patient, instructing his opponents with gentleness. Perhaps God will grant them repentance, lead them to the knowledge of the truth. Then they may come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil, who has taken them captive to do his will." You know, when we look at all of these passages, so far we've seen um, if you have lust in your heart, you basically already committed like adultery. Right. You see um, the Apostle Paul flat out saying is, you know, God paid a price for your body, so glorify mm-hmm. it. Because when you connect to a prostitute, you're legitimately, for lack of a better word, destroying the temple right. that, that God's living inside of you. And then First John 2, it flat out says that the, the, the God's, you know, the, the, the world with this lust is passing away, but the one who does God's will will, will will remain for forever. You know, when you see these three passages, in that last one with Timothy, of flee youthful pursuits and passions, flee those. 
it kind of shows the seriousness. Well, I mean, this, you know? we look even back to the, to the time of Joseph, right? What did he do when mm. when uh, Potiphar's wife was like, "Hey, how's it going, he handsome?" Fl- he flirted back. No, no, he did no. Not. He fleed as fast right. as he could, leaving his coat behind, which ended up biting him in the booty. <laughs> yeah, I said it. So, Mark, we we that's, see, that's relevant. We can see that everything is pointing to scripturally to to stay away from lust. Lust is bad. Uh, obviously, if you've been in, in Christian faith for any period of time, you you kind of already know this, but it's still a struggle. So how can we combat as Christians this struggle? How how can we how can we fight against the lust of the flesh, you know, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life? I said this at the beginning, but I think it helps us to first understand why lust does destroy us. Because if we see how bad it really is, that will help us go, no, 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 I I, I need to keep away. Um, you know what? We're not gonna go into this conversation too much tonight, but you know, there's a lot of studies out there that shows that um Again, kids listening, pause. But if you got porn, masturbation, um, any type of sexual thing, that actually destroys intimacy between, whether or not you're married now or not, it destroys intimacy between a partner, especially if you are married and you're finding your sexual satisfaction something else, that destroys the intimacy between a partner. Um, it creates a bondage. It creates baggage. It creates, honestly, slavery towards mm-hmm. to, to that thing, to that object, but it also sees for lack of a better word, someone who that God created as just an object to your gratification. If you understand that, I think that at least makes you at first stop and go, I can't keep doing this anymore. But now what do you do? Go, okay, I I can't keep doing this anymore. I understand it. I don't like it, but I'm stuck. What do I do? First and foremost, what the Bible talks about is you can't just remove something and expect it to change, Mm -hmm. but rather you got to remove and replace and, and where I get that idea is in Galatians 5, verses okay. uh, 16 to 26, where we see the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. But before the fruit of the Spirit even enters the conversation, the Apostle Paul says this, I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you certainly will not carry out the desires of your flesh. For the flesh desires what it wants against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what it is against the flesh, because these are complete opposites of each other. They oppose one another, so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are obvious. I think this is funny. They're obvious. Everybody knows it. Um, Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger. Oh, snap. That one's talking to me. Uh, Selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, uh, carousing. Carousing. Thank you. Um, And anything similar. I am warning you about these things, as I've warned you before, that those who practice such things, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. But... I like that little word, but, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have been crucified, oh, sorry, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. So one quick thing right there, you know, it's, I know people go, oh man. So Mark, are you saying that if I do this thing, if I slip up, then I don't get to inherit the kingdom of God? Cause that's what Paul was saying to the Galatians. Well, no, I don't think you're saying that. And I don't think no. Paul was saying that it's saying practice such things. And then what I believe Paul means by practicing is you are intentionally, intentionally doing these things, not repentive, not remorseful. And not trying to 
turn away, which is the true meaning of Because those are obvious. And, and that's the thing. It's like we, we talked about this in the uh, the unpardonable sin where if you're sitting there struggling, it's like you're feeling the weight of your sin and you're like, I don't like this. I know I don't, I'm not supposed to do this. Does God even, will God ever forgive me for it? That's actually a sign of the Holy Spirit working in your heart. But that's, that's, you spirit, know, the spirit can be stifled eventually. It can be like you can, you what, what's the to, word? You can, um, not just stifle, but, uh, uh, I know what you're thinking of. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't know, but right. you, you stifle the spirit. Yep. Both of us at the exact same and time. And we know exactly though. And we're going to, as soon as we stop recording, we're going to, we're going to say it. it. We're going to say it. But you know, at the hinder. end of the day, hinder the spirit. Is that what you're um, thinking of? I was going to say grow calloused to the spirit. Yeah, that'll work you too. Know? Well, I guess it wasn't safe. But it's the idea of, you know, if someone's life is characterized by this, you know, that's a sign. And, and I don't want to say just characterize, but they struggle, but they just do it with absolute no remorse. Right. You know, like I had a buddy of mine who, um, sadly, you know, ended up taking his own life. And, uh, he struggled with alcohol pretty much his entire adult life. And, um, I look at him to this day. I still, I mean, I don't know. I have questions about a lot of different things, but I know with his, his alcoholism, he fought. I mean, he went to the AAA means he went to celebrate recovery, which pastor Matt was talking about last episode that his church does. Mm -hmm. And he fought, he fought it. And in terms of this is not like, I don't want to be controlled by this, but those are his, for lack of a better word, he said, these are these are the vices that I have to struggle with every single day. But it's because of God's Holy Spirit that I'm able to, you know, fight another day. Right. Um, and and with these conversations of where is he at, what is what was really happening before all that stuff happened, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, but what I do know is the fact of the Bible says that through God's Holy Spirit, we're able to get freedom from these things. And, you know, with, I, th- I think of these, these um, people who are so trapped and stuck in porn that they're, they're honestly, their spouses are threatening to leave them. We see that in Facebook groups that we're both oh, a part yeah. of all the yep. time. Or I, I see these teenagers who are starting to flirt with these things. And I'm like, you don't want to go down that road. Nope. I, I, I went down that road for a little bit. It's a hard road to come back from. Nope. Takes the grace of God. Exactly. And and I do want to say this too. I'm not sitting here saying, you know, if you're struggling one with, with specifically the sin of lust or the sin of, of, of porn or can't look at a girl or look at a guy without thinking in pure thoughts, I'm not saying just have more faith. Because obviously you don't have enough faith. And if you had more faith, you would get through this. And I'm, and I'm, I'm not saying that. Because there comes a point where the fact of you do sometimes need to go seek professional help. But I also encourage someone if they go seek the professional help that it's biblically based as well. Because we know that there is freedom in the gospel. There is freedom in the Holy Spirit. Because we even see it right here in Galatians where it says, walk by the Spirit and you certainly won't carry out the lusts of the flesh. Right. And it doesn't have to be necessarily professional help. It could be... Even just accountability. Accountability you know? partner, you know, a friend. It could be... But it can't be just like any... I can't be like, hey, Mark, you and I both struggle with the same thing. Like, hey, we're accountability partners. And then we never talk about it or do anything about it, and we just continue. That's not what an accountability right. person does. They, we hold each other accountable. <laughs> right. This is what the scripture says. So have you repented of it? All right. Now, and, let's, and, but I think we now, need to stop there. Is that have you repented? That, have you been a broken spirit about that, this? That's you the know? very first question. If you're not repentant of it, then then we got a whole other road to go down. Mm-hmm. If you repented of it, I think you got a, another note in here, and I like it. It says, "Receive the grace found at the cross." Mm-hmm. You can't receive that grace unless you've repented. That's part of it. Because, I mean, what grace? What do you care about grace if you're unrepentant? But mm-hmm. if you understand what you've done is wrong, then you can receive that grace because you understand that, hey, 
I suck. <laughs> and and on, my, on my own terms, this is what I do. You know, Pastor Scott, he always says, on my best day, I bust hell wide open. Yeah, exactly, too. Yeah, it's so true. Um, but I, I like, I'm, I'm going to read these. I know. I'm Go gonna, for I'm it, gonna, bro. I'm going to steal your thunder here. These are thoughts with Fuller, ladies and gentlemen. No, these are Mark's thoughts that I'm going to read because I want to talk about them a little bit. So you got, you know, receive the grace found at the cross. We talk about confession, receive the grace. Mm hmm. And then you, you put on here, uh, know where you're weak and put up safeguards around you. Man, that is so important. Because if I'm going to go, hey, I struggle with pornography and I use my phone all the time. Okay, so what are you going to do about it? Yeah, re you've repented. You've received the grace. But you can't just leave it there because you right. have a problem with it. You struggle. It's a huge temptation. So how do you do it? Well, you need to. They've got programs out there that can. Covenant eyes. All, all sorts of triple stuff. Triple X. Yep. Lock your phone. Have have your spouse or have your friend or have your parent and, and or your you brother. And you got to just know where it is. Lock so if, it. if you're struggling scrolling through porn at midnight, lock your phone down. Right. Or don't you know? have the phone in the same room as you or whatever it's going to take. Um, no, that doesn't change the heart. That just changes the behavior. But the same token, you got to set up safeguards to make sure you don't cross. If I'm an alcoholic, I don't walk into the bar and sit down. Right. W whether or not you're drinking. Right. I, I, I just don't because that temp yeah, I'm putting that temptation in front of me. Like, yeah, you don't go there for a burger when right. there's beer all around you. Yeah, exactly. So there's ways to safeguard yourself. And I think that that is very important when you're trying to overcome this, that after you've received the grace, you put safeguards around you. Um, and then... I go I go back to the seek accountability thing or professional help depending on what you got. I mean you got to have those things that's part of the safeguard. That's mm -hmm. those are all tied in together. Um figuring out you got in here figure out the root to your struggle. So what's the root? What causes what's this? What's really the big issue here? Right, exactly. And I think that's important to find and sometimes it takes a professional to do that and sometimes mm -hmm. it takes a friend and sometimes God reveals it to you through his word. And 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 you know, this is something that I've been personally dealing with and I've been having to think, you know, this is a little bit of a rabbit trail, but with my anger problem, you know, I got one of my kids. Um, I love her. I don't like her that much right now. And it's because, and I, I had to figure out why do I get so angry at you? Why am I always getting upset? And it goes back to the fact of I was not able to control certain situations in my past. And that makes me very angry because I wanted to just control it and shut things down and fix it, but I couldn't. Right. And this, this little girl, she's two. I can't control her. So when I feel like I'm out of control and, and, and she's doing whatever I, what she wants to do, I just burst out in anger. I get very upset. Mm. Um, sometimes I have to walk away or I have to, it sounds really funny. I have to put her in timeout and then I go put myself in timeout. Right. So just so it's I've like calm, calm down a little bit, but I know, okay, so why do I get angry? But it's, it's, it's not, oh, um, you know, she just disobeyed or she didn't eat her food for dinner and she threw it over. Like that's not, that's, that's a situation that caused my anger to come out, but I'm really the root source of my problem of right. my own personal control freak. And with right. lust, it can come back to what, what, what is your personal, what's the real, what's, what's the real root? And sometimes it just takes self reflecting and journaling. So sometimes looking at a brother and be like, dude, I don't know what the heck's going on. Can we just talk? Right. We'll get some coffee. Right. That's what we do. Get some coffee and let's talk. And then the la the last thing you got here, well, it's actually a three. I've kind of mixed and jumbled yeah, this stuff did. up. But you said uh, view others around you in the same way God views them. So mm. and that's an important thing that um, God doesn't view you through the eyes that he should. He views you through the eyes he's looking through what Christ has done and mm -hmm. has covered you and cleansed you of your sin. But we still have a responsibility. We still have that sanctification process that we constantly always talk about. There is a process that we have to allow God to work in our heart and we have to do our part. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. like it. So anyways, yeah, those were some, I, I thought those were fantastic. Yeah, uh, 
notes that you had there, my friend. I'm oh, sorry. Thank you. I had, I had to steal no, I them. appreciate the. I, I like listening to it more than just saying it. You know, you know, I, I'm I'm thinking of a certain to to kind of wrap up my yeah, thoughts. Yeah, let's land, and, the, and let's land, land the, plane. the plane. You know, we we talk about all the time where it's like, hey, if you're struggling with uh, with let's go tell somebody that you're like like you know if like we always told Latina, hey, if you're struggling with porn, the first step is you know admit that you have a problem. So go tell someone. Um, but what broke my heart is to, to hear stories of teens that are now in college who said, you know what, Mark, I went to a friend, I went to a leader, I went to somebody and I told them I'm struggling with this. And those people who they told were not prepared to hear that Yeah. and they blew it. And, you know, so I'm, I'm sitting here listening to this conversation of like, you know, there might be someone listening where it's like, you know, what, Mark, I'm doing all right, you know, doing good. I got my wife, got my kids or I'm, I'm single, I'm single, you know, I'm a single Pringle, but I'm ready to mingle, but I'm doing I in this category or whatever spectrum of the conversation. Calm down, I Gen know. Z. <laughs> my, my coffee is kicking in. I've had two cups of this stuff and I feel like I'm starting to get a coffee twitch. Um, I am not going to bed tonight. Um, but, you know, I hear these conversations where it's like, okay, well, I'm not dealing with this, so whatever, I can move on. But I also want to encourage those people out there where, as Christians, we're called to walk with one another, right. which means when someone comes to you with your burden, are you ready to sit to them in the muck and go like, you know what? Thank you for sharing that. Let's keep talking about this. Let's figure out a plan. Let's. I, I, don't, I, I personally don't feel like I'm able to help you with this, but I know someone who can. Right. I'll, I'll take you as far as I can, but... I can't take you all the way there just Shoot, because half, of where I'm at. You half know? time it's just listening and praying with them. Half time it's just being there and and constantly checking up with them right. too. And you it's know. not just it's not just the lusting. This is all sin. This is anything that this is living life together, walking through things together. So yeah, definitely. But if there's someone out there in, in a, our RTC family, and I actually I'm not going to say if I'm going to say there are people who struggle with porn and with lust and with with so many things along the sexual morality. My first question is, is what are you doing to set up safeguards? I want to look at your music. I want to look at your movies. I want to, not me, but you know, I'm just saying, look at your music, look at your movies, look at your TV shows. Are you constantly surrounding yourself with things that are putting thoughts into your mind? And so the next thing is, is once you establish what's that, get rid of them. Right. And then replace them. And renew, renew your mind. Replace them with things that got, I could tell you this, if you're, struggling of not looking at pornography and you go, all right, I really want to do this. This show is make it turn off the show, crack open your Bible. <laughs> if you can still go and look at porn after reading God's word, we got bigger issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. I shouldn't have laughed too hard, but, but it's <laughs> true. But you know, and this is the thing where it's like, this is where I'm sure it gets hard as a married couple where if one person, and, and I've never had to deal with this personally, where someone is so addicted to pornography that the other mm. person is like, I'm out. I don't know what right. to do. You know, it's not as simple as just, it's it's not going to be an overnight fix. You know, right. this is this is something we're in for the long haul. And this is why for the young people that are listening, you know, the teenagers, the college age, I've seen and heard so many stories of 40 and 50 year olds who are literally saying, I am so deep. I don't know how to get out. And right. people who have honestly... They've they've taken their own lives because they're stuck in this. Um, I remember when uh, some stuff came out, and, and there was even Southern Baptist Seminary professors who took their own lives mm. because news got out, and they were just they, they couldn't handle well, it. Look at the I mean, it's prevalent. <clears throat> look at Ravi Zacharias, the the, mm. the the scandal that just came out. It's nobody is immune to the temptation. No, it's what you do with the temptation that defines where you're at. Right, and you better just run to God. Like Joseph did, mm -hmm. take the lesson from Joseph. When temptation comes, run to God. And let's run be away. honest, it 
It does. It it um, for lack of a better word, it did not turn out well for Joseph in the immediate for him to run. But did in the long run. It did in the long haul, and he yep. didn't. And and going back to what the definition of the seven deadly sins is, it did not destroy his soul. Right. And so, if there's someone out there in listener land who and you are struggling, my first step would be is don't just go tell your pastor, but go tell a, a trusted brother, a trusted sister who you know will sit there in the crap with you. Right. And and maybe be like Job's friend and be like, you know what? I don't know what to say. Well, Pastor Matt was saying you got two ears and one mouth, so you should listen twice as more as what you speak. And look what you said. Just listen. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, seek accountability, figure out the root, view others around you the same way God views them and know that you're weak, put up safeguards and receive the grace that can only be found in Jesus. Amen. I love it. Well, my dude, I, I don't know what else there is to say. I think that's it, brother. Let's so, let's dive into the next segment. All right. <laughs> Time for Fun Facts with February. <laughs> I love it, my dude. People might not feel the stress that you and I are feeling right now because we're looking about how much room we have left in our SD card, and we're down to minutes. We're, yeah, we're down to like, all right, we got to land the plane. We got to land the plane right now. <laughs> so, my dude, what's the fun fact you got for us tonight to end this wonderfully hard conversation on well, RTC? I friend? figured that tonight's talking about lust, and so we should probably talk about flowers that look like lips. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Latin in the Latin Wait, wait, wait. Pause, pause. Janiel, how do you live with this man? <laughs> is he like this all the time? This is funny, but okay. So Latin America has flowers that look like lips. There's a flower in the rainforest of Central and South America that resembles a puckering mouth covered in lipstick. It is called a psychotria alata. Psychotria alata. Look at look at it. It kind of does look like that. Oh my goodness. Hang on, I'm going to move it over to the camera here. Can y'all see that? Dude, that's stinking weird. It's it flat out weird. It looks like like lips with red lipstick on. Yeah, and hope <laughs> I wonder what happened if you kiss it. Like does it Ooh, eat you? It's probably full of poison. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing like uh, <laughs> It's a deadly sin, don't do it. <laughs> I'm picturing a Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs when like the Venus flytrap <laughs> ate like yeah. you know, um, Manny and right. Sid and then, you know, Buck kinda go in there and pop them out. That's right. what I picture. Just like, like, you went for the kiss and you got eaten. <laughs> That's what happens when you flirt with love guys. You get eaten. It's, That's, a, it's a deadly sin. <laughs> it's a deadly sin. Well, either way, guys, you know, I don't want to say we enjoyed this conversation, but I know, bro, it's always a good time sitting down with you, my friend. It is. It's always a good time having these conversations. We want to continue these conversations for with sure. uh, those of you who are listening. And so you guys can reach out to us at uh, realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com. Go to the website. You can get a hold of us there through our phone number, 574-400-5352. You can also get to our merch store. You can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All the places, my all, dude. All, all the platforms. I'm, I'm stealing your thunder right you are, now. But I love listening to it, man. <laughs> now, we, we forgot to mention this last episode, but we've been talking for a little bit about we want to start the blog content, the blog. too. Send us your so stuff. Send us your stuff. If you got an article, I don't care if it's 500 words. Oh, I do care if it's over a couple. Like, I don't want to read a few thousand word article. That's a, that's a little ridiculous. Uh, another thing we should start here as soon is we should have them send us vlogs. Little video, video, little video clips. Yeah, sure, why not? Honestly, if you guys would love to send us a video of like how RTC has impacted your life, that would be legit. We'll put it up. That'd put be it up legit. On the website. Easiest way is just either share an iCloud link with us, a Google Photo link, whatever. But that'd be yeah. super dope. And we'll put it up on the website, realtalkchristianpodcast.com. And that's where you can find everything about Real Talk Christian Podcast. But my friend, we got to land this plane or we're not going to be able to finish recording this episode. I know. But until next time, guys. Take it easy.